0: Well, we're continuing on a um, series that I began last week called Guidance. Everybody say Guidance. And we're entering 2014. Well, we're in now. We're in. There's no turning back. Gate is closed. We're in. And uh, we don't know what's out there, but God does. And so we're not afraid because we're with him. You know, sometimes you go into a place and it's like we're with him. And uh, so we'll be safe in that. But how many of you know we all need Guidance? In some areas of our life, we need more guidance than others. Um, Saturday night, I get my clothes ready for Sunday morning, and I always need guidance. I always will ask my wife or my daughter, does this go? Should this go? So last night was just really frustrating. They go, no, you need that. Don't do that, you know. So I finally got it all together. If I ever show up and I don't look put together, it's because they're they're out of town or something, (laughs) okay? So um, actually, sometimes I go back and look at our church app to see what I wore last week or the week before, you know, just kind of go that way. Uh, don't think me vain, please. But, um, and then I just get my clothes ready. And, and speaking of that too, then I was going to iron everything. And um, I've ironed my clothes for the last 30 years or so, before that even. And um, I iron my clothes and get them all ready. Because I'd done that for a number of years. I didn't get married until I was 25. And then my new bride, then almost 30 years ago, She's being sweet little bride and she's ironing my clothes. And I wandered in there and I said, baby, thank you so much. But I prefer it doing like this and doing like that. And so long story short, I've been ironing for 30 years now. And uh, she said something like, say what? It was, it was something, something like that. Well, in Proverbs 14, 12, it says there's a way that seems right everybody give me some of this here it seems right to a man if it's not quiet, it's not right seems right to a man but its end is the way of death and we all need guidance we need help in this proverbs verse three or chapter three verse five and six says trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths the New Living Translation renders it this way. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which paths to take. I'm glad that we have a God who guides. Amen. A God who guides. He's a shepherd. He's a guide, and he will help us in this life. And, and I want to tell you this, and I'll tell you this at the beginning. I'll probably tell you in the middle, and I'll tell you at the end, too. That if you want ongoing, say Ongoing. If you want ongoing peace and confidence in your life, let me just back up. How many of you want peace, joy, joy is joy in your life, confidence in your life? How many of you like that ongoing in your life? So really, if you want to have in the perhaps the highest ongoing joy and confidence, and you could put peace in there as well in life comes from expecting God's guidance and experiencing God's guidance. Hope you got that. If you want to experience ongoing joy and confidence in life, it comes from living in a place where you're expecting his guidance and you're experiencing his guidance. Because look at me for this. I don't care what's going on. No matter what's going on. There's a path. There's an answer. So this is, this is a tough thing, Pastor. It does not matter. If, if you can expect that God would guide you, and he will, you can fully expect that God will guide you. Amen. Listen, if you're in trouble today, you've got problems in your life, you're painted in a corner, you painted yourself into the corner. Guess what? There's a way out. God knows how to guide you from that place. Or if you've got hope and and expectations and plans and dreams and new initiative and project, you need to know this. God will guide you in that. You need guided out of something. You need guided into something. You've got something big. You've got something small. No matter what it is, there's a path. There's an answer. And God is the God who guides. And if we hook this thing upright, then just living in the expectation, hey, this is what it is right now, but I'm expecting God to guide me. Are you all here? I'm more excited about that. I've been preaching this all day. This is awesome. Awesome. So I'm not going to let you just sit there, you know, okay. So with the expectation, no matter what it is, good, bad, ugly, and different, God will guide me. And then when you enter into the experience of him guiding you and you watch, and I pray that you'd really be aware. How many of you know that sometimes he guides you and you're just unconscious of it? It's like, he's just kind of, you know, took you to the right place and you're just happy. And I pray you'll slow down enough and just thank him every day. That he guides you. He's the God that guides. Amen. Amen. Now, as believers, as followers of Jesus, and let me just stop right here. I never want to be predictable. I don't want to be corny. I don't want to be cheesy. But we're talking about guidance here. So I'm none of those things. Okay. But I am. uh, I believe that as Christians, believers, as followers of Jesus. That we have GPS. How many of you know what GPS is? Yes. Four of you. Well, life on the farm is a little laid back. <laughs> Come on, for real. How many of you know what GPS is? Okay. okay. Don't play with me. Now, in the natural, that's global positioning System, And again, I'm not trying to be corny, cheesy with this at all. But for us, what we're talking about is God's positioning spirit. God's positioning spirit. So I don't like GPS. I use Siri. I got you covered. Spirit inside revealing information. Gotcha. All right. Now, God's think about this. God's positioning spirit. We actually have that. And just like GPS, here's a couple of things. So we won't get lost. So we won't get lost. It's so we will get there. Our ultimate destination and any intermediate destinations that that we would have in between. To show us the, the best route. To keep us on track. And it prompts you along the way. How many of you have ever used it like for, for driving? It prompts you along the way. In point five miles. Right turn. Followed by slight left turn. How many of you are grateful for that? Yeah. And you know what? When, when it comes, when that voice starts to speak up. Now follow the parallel here. Um, you don't want to miss that voice. So sometimes you got sh- sh- to shush the things around you. You got to turn down the... Are y'all, are y'all here? Yeah. You got to turn down the music and shh, shh, shh. Because you, you don't want to miss it. Get out of the car. And you might need some things to get out of your car, okay? Your spirit, spiritual car. And you need to know that GPS and Siri, neither one, neither one works in Dallas. I was in Dallas last fall. Every time I go... Uh, they're changing the roads just all the time. It's just, but anyway, this will help you. This will help you in the sense that it will help you to locate things. How many of you have the Holy Spirit's helped you to find keys before yes. or papers yeah. or something before I'm telling you, he knows where they are. He knows where they are. There are sometimes honestly where I've sought for something and i the Lord, I didn't hear it with my ears, but I felt like, dude, that's long gone. It's, it's just, it's gone. And there's something so, so lost that it's like, he'll get you a new one, okay? But I was in Dallas and uh, putting luggage in my rental car. I had sunglasses on. I put my glasses in my coat. Somehow I ended up just kind of crunching them just a little bit. Didn't break them, but it just kind of, you know, they kind of fit a little weird. And so um, I thought, what do I do? And I'm not advertising for anybody, but I talked to Siri and I, I said, Find a lens crafters. And so she said, there's a lens crafters 2.3 miles away. Would you like directions? And I said, yes. And some lunch, you know? So now if we can have that in the natural, here's the better news. Before technology ever came up with that in the natural, we have that in, in the spiritual. We have this for life. God truly has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Can you say amen on that? Amen. And here's a wonderful thing about this. If if you're going along with, with a GPS just in the natural and you miss a turn, follow this and get the parallel. It doesn't stop talking to you. I think some people miss a turn spiritually in life. And then they say, well, you know, I've, You know, I'm off track with with God. He's not even talking to me anymore. I promise you, he's talking to you. Recalculating, rerouting, trying to somehow get you back on track. Don't you fall for that lie that if you miss a turn, God stops talking. He's talking to you. Get you back on track. So we've got God's positioning spirit working in our hearts and in our lives. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many... As are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons or the children of God. Let me restack that for you. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Everybody say, I have guidance. I have guidance. And listen, if you really truly have guidance, then you should have joy and you should have confidence in your life because you're expecting and you're experiencing all the time God guiding you and God. God helping you in that way. Well, one of the ways that he helps us, one of the ways that he guides us relates to and look at me for this relates to scripture. It relates to scripture. And we're going to expand on this a little bit today. Actually, this is guidance 101 that you're it's you're not going to get very far if this is not a part of your life. This will be the language that he will work off of. This this is the book that he has He has chosen to make our manual here. And so the Holy Spirit, God's positioning spirit, will use what God has written. He will use what God has revealed. And he will use that to guide us. He'll teach us these things. He'll remind us of these things. He'll prompt us uh, concerning these things in our life. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my, my what? My voice and I know them and they follow me. What do they follow? His voice. They follow what he said, what he said. And so he leads us in this way using scripture as a very important part of it. Now, GPS in the natural, and and this is oversimplification here, but what happens, you have to have some onboard equipment and then there's satellites and different things connected with this. Y'all follow me here? I'm about to go scientific on you. And so what happens is it gives you a current now view or picture of your current location, your current conditions, and it integrates that with some preloaded information, some maps and so forth. And so those things come together where I'm at, what the conditions are and some information that's preloaded and that integrates together. And out of that, you get a plan, you get a path, you get guidance out of that. Well, for us, that preloaded information needs to be scripture. Amen. We've, we've got to have that because the spirit of God with his, his vantage point sees above and from within. And he's able to locate and give you a current. Now, here's your location. Here's the view of where you are. Here's what the conditions are around you. And then integrate that, incorporate that with some preloaded information from scripture. And out of that, he brings that together and he's able to guide you there. But you have to have that information in you. You must have, and you've heard me say this over over the years. You must have daily exposure to and intake of the word of God. I'm going to say it again. You must have daily exposure to and intake of the word of God. Now. This is not a one time that does it download, though. This is not a matter, hear me on this, church. This is not a matter of, well, I read the Bible. No, no, you're thinking of other books. This one is alive. This is God's Word, this is God speaking to us. This is a right now word. That's the nature of God's word that it's living. When it is spoken, it is still speaking fresh right now to us. This is your daily bread. Do you remember in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, they're in in the wilderness. And God was feeding them miraculously. One of the ways he did that was through manna. Everybody say say manna. And and he would rain down overnight this, this food type material and it was bread-like and wafer-like and and it it would come like the morning dew and they had to gather it fresh every day the daily bread they had to gather it fresh every day and for the really smart ones you're going to catch this one too except on the sabbath and on the sabbath it was provided special church days affect the rest of your days and so it's this gathering, this fresh, you've got to have it fresh. And in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus responding to the devil who was tempting him, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, everybody say proceeds, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, the message paraphrases a steady stream of words from God's mouth. That word proceeds that I had you mention there. In the Greek, which the New Testament is written in, that that word proceeds is in a present tense. Now, I couldn't tell you that just by looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. But through studying and researching from the resources that I have, you can see that man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is present, which means this. It's happening now. It is constant and it is ongoing. So you, under, you need to understand this, that every time you hear the word of God, every time you read the word of God, every time you think on the word of God, it is being spoken to you right now. It's not, this is not war and peace. This is not hunger games. This is not something else. This, this is God's word being spoke to us right now. And when you get up in the morning and you read or throughout the day, you read a promise. or You're hearing the word of God in song, in teaching, in preaching, at whatever form that you do. Listen to me. It's the word of God proceeding out of his mouth. It's a now word. It's right now. It's living. It's active. And it will do you right. Amen. And so this is not a dead old book. This is living and active and powerful. And it's proceeding out of the mouth of God. And that's how we live. No wonder. No wonder the devil works so hard to keep to, to keep you to keep your Bible closed. No wonder he works so hard to make you think, well, you already read some this week. Well, listen, you have to gather it fresh. Just like the manna, you can't stack it up. You, and I hate to tell you this, just before lunch. But if you piled up, I got manna for the whole week. You wake up in the morning, just telling you the Bible, it will have maggots in it. Yes. It just won't. It won't keep. Well, I thought it was the eternal Word of God. It is. It's eternal in the sense that it's constant now and forever. Amen. It's not that you just store it up, stock, put it in Tupperware somewhere. No, you. How many of you even know what Tupperware is? <laughs> Okay, it's the same GPS people, so just joking. Luther said this, all cunning of the devil is exercised in trying to tear us away from the word. Folks, listen, you must have daily intake of and exposure to the word of God. In Psalm uh, 119 verse 105, it says, your word, watch this carefully, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Speaks everything of guidance. Proverbs six twenty two and 23. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the way of life. And you can see right there that the word is present. The word is working. The word, the word is active. Now, there are two ways. Everybody say two ways. two ways. There are two ways to read the Bible. I need your attention here. And there are two ways to read the Bible, and you must do both. And you must do them every day. Man, that's a lot. Do you want joy and confidence in your life? Amen. Or do you want to get stuck somewhere because God's trying to help you, but you have no idea what he's even talking about. You know. so we've, we've got to cooperate with him in this way. There are two ways to read the Bible. You need to do both. You need to do them every day. Save a little time and just pre-wrote here. You need to read by, first of all, a plan. Everybody say a plan. You've got to have a plan. You can't just have a goal. Alicia and I have been talking a lot about this lately. You can't just have a goal. You've got to have a system. You can't, you can't just say, I'm going to get out of debt this year. I know mean, that's a good goal. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Maybe I'm going to get on the prices, right? Yeah, maybe not you got to have a plan. You, you must have a system. Well, I'm going to lose that stubborn belly fat this year. That is a good goal. How are you going to do it? God's going to heal me? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read more of the Bible this year. Good plan, right? you got to have a system. You've got to have a system. Listen to me. Get a Bible reading plan. And there are plenty, plenty, plenty of them out there. Um, Right now, what I'm doing, I read a proverb every day. Today is January 12th. So this morning I read Proverbs 12. There's 31 proverbs. Most days have 31 days. The problem month is February. It's got less. There's real legalistic people that get all flustered during that. You know, what are they going to do? Do I do more? Do I do less? You just work it out, okay? But... But every day, whatever day it is, read a proverb for the day. Another thing I'm doing is I'm going to read the whole New Testament through this year. That's no big deal, really. Because you'll read some little novel on your flight to Cleveland and you're done with it, okay? And there's 27 small books of the New Testament. and But if you will read one chapter. Here, this is all easy to do. One chapter a day, Monday through Friday, every week. Leave Saturday and Sunday to to rest or to catch up on things you missed. Okay. Then in one year you'll read new Testament also through one of my Bible study softwares. I have a reading plan. I do this every so often and it's the Bible story in 30 days. And so there'll be uh, specific readings that you'll do every day for 30 days. And it keeps you in view of the big picture of, and we talked about this, the greatest story ever. And then I do some other reading, but those are some things that you can do. There's plans all over there out there for you. Let me show you a couple of ways to get some plans. There's, I don't know if I was needing to run or not, but, uh, joking. Bible Gateway. Look at this BibleGateway.com. There's a bunch of them and they're free. There's youversion.com. Awesome. Bunches of them. They're free and get a hold of those there's everything from five days a five-day reading plan on a topic to 30 days to a year to a five-year there's all kinds of plans that you can get these bible reading plans are y'all are y'all with me and somebody said well i needed something deep and theological today you are getting it okay (laughs) you are getting it and um there are plans even by some of your favorite Christian leaders, authors, musicians even. Uh, Joyce Myers has a reading plan. You can get through YouVersion. Lecrae has a reading plan through, through There's There are just all kinds of them out there. There's hundreds of them and you need to get one. And try to, in that, also include some memorization. Then the second way you read is this way. You read by inspiration. Everybody say inspiration. Inspiration. They, you're, you're going to have a need during, de- during your day that you're going to need to look for an answer. You're in need of strength, you're in need of courage, you're in need of wisdom. You're facing a situation. And you know what? You're reading systematically. But also every day you should have times where it's like uh, you feel drawn to a verse, a passage, a topic. I, I've got a problem. For every problem there is a promise. Amen. And so I've I've got to find that in some way and respond to that because you're going to get these nudges and these urges by the Holy Spirit on, on a topic or a passage to go back and look. And listen to me, church, that's the Holy Spirit wanting to guide you. That's him wanting to lead you to speak directly to you by inspiration out of God's word. And we need to obey those those prompts and, and here's a question or a statement that some people make and I'll go ahead and i don't want to hit two of these and then we're going to wrap this up this morning. Some people say, well, I just don't know how to find anything in the Bible. And I'm glad you brought that to us today because in the day that we live, we're without excuse. Amen. In the day that we live, we're just without excuse. There's so many ways that we can do this. You can, you can look, turn in a concordance. You can look in a promise book. You, there's Bible software. You can Google, Bing, Chrome, or Yahoo. And you can, find, you can find verses. Are y'all hearing me? So don't say, I don't know how to find anything. Because we're just without excuse. Okay, well then the comeback would be this. Well, I don't have a smartphone or a computer. Well then you can go old school. Which is you can just, and I still do this sometimes. You know, a, a, a book. Y'all know what books are? A concordance and just look it up. A lot of Bibles have a good concordance with them. Or you can use a promise book. Promise books are awesome as well. But here's the other thing. I don't have a smartphone. I don't have a computer. Listen to me. Look at me though. But somebody near you always does. And in your small group, somebody would. And in church, somebody would. And here's what you need to do. Now, don't take me wrong on this. You don't have a smartphone. You don't have a computer. You're needing a verse. You don't know where to get one. Here's what you do. Bum a verse. <laughs> How many of you ever bummed something off of somebody before? I, I can remember people coming up to my grandpa trying to bum a cigarette off of him. <laughs> or bum a piece of gum or bum a dollar. Off, and it's a verb, okay? I'm talking about a verb. I'm not talking about any, any people. That we, we bum something off of somebody. Are you all with me? Yes. Well, you might just need to bum a verse off of somebody. Maybe you come in dragging your tail into church a little bit and, and somebody say, you all right? Yeah, could I could I bum a verse off you on peace? I'll get you one. And it's amazing. You tell, I can't spend money on all that stuff. Look, you spend money on all kinds of goofy stuff. Y'all are buying a, a whole stack of DVDs, Jazzercise and Sister Wives, you know? and, and you, you got all... Spend money on all kinds of goofy stuff. And when there's stuff, you, there's free and there's people around you all the time. And you might be in the doctor's office and you really need a verse. And you, don't, and I don't have a Bible smartphone, anything else. And they stop putting a Gideon's Bible in there. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Bum a verse. And it might be a great way to witness. Make over somebody's phone. They're over there on it anyway, aren't they? They go, man, you got a nice phone. Did you get that for Christmas? I sure did. Looky here. You know, and show them and say, could it? Could you do me a favor? Could, could you just like Google for me a Bible verse on healing with your fancy phone? That's a nice phone Bible verse healing get it for you. So I don't, I don't even need to touch your phone you, Would you read that to me? Just saying that may be something to you. You could do. Hey, in our day, we're without excuse. And the enemy of your soul would like to feed you excuses so So you'd keep this book closed. But I'm telling you, we have God's positioning spirit. We have the spirit inside that will reveal the information to you that you need. I don't care where you are. I don't care what's going on. There is an answer. There is a path. And you need not be afraid. You can have joy and confidence, ongoing joy and confidence, because you have a God who guides, and if you live in an expectation and then the experience that God guides you, I'll tell you what you will live in that joy and you will live in that confidence. You've got to cooperate with God. The spirit, His spirit, is ready, able, watching, sees it all. Let's cooperate with him, let's load up, let's gather fresh daily God's word, bring it into our hearts. Bring it into our minds, read, read by a plan, by a system, read by inspiration. I'm telling you what your life is going to be changing. I promise you. There's a whole lot of people been around a church for a long time. Got six different Bibles with their name on them. Got one in the glove box, one on the coffee table, 26 pounder. (laughs) Got them all over the place. No little bits and pieces of scripture, but folks, it is a new day out there and it needs to be a new day on the inside here load up with god's word and god's positioning spirit will integrate that and he will guide you there's no place that he can't get you from and get you to he is the god who guides amen did you get anything at all out of this today thank you lord